Like them or load them, the summer blockbuster is upon us. And for that, a lot of people credit or blame Steven Spielberg. After all, he invented the summer blockbuster, right? Wrong. Even before it was published, Universal Studios had purchased the film rights to Jaws. With the book soon becoming a bestseller, they had high hopes it would become a hit movie. With filming starting in May 1974, the plan was to release the film for Christmas. But the production was so bedeviled with delays that it soon became clear that the release date was not going to be met. Everyone at the studio worried a huge opportunity had been missed. But when test screenings began, the executives realised that they had a huge hit on their hands. Five. Three tons How huge, they had no idea, because until the summer of 1975, the manner in which a film was released was very different to today. Back then, a film firstly opened in the 12 biggest cities in America, in what was called first-run theatres. First-run theatres meant prestigious city locations that had at most two, maybe three screens. After its urban run, the film would then roll out to second-run theatres, where you paid top dollar for first-run theatres, second-run theatres charged less and were generally situated in less prestigious city locales or the suburbs. Rural areas came a long time after that, all of which meant that a movie's theatrical run could, depending on its popularity, take up to half a year or even longer. What's that one? What? That one there, on your arm. Oh, well, it's a tattoo. I got that removed. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Mother. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Stupid, that's the USS Indianapolis. That rollout release allowed a film to find and build an audience, very unlike today. Today, a film has to grab an audience by the neck and if on its opening weekend the film doesn't do so by Friday lunchtime, it is pronounced dead by Friday evening. In fact, the studios will often know how a film is going to perform even before it opens. Nowadays, online tracking and websites dedicated to the film can gauge public interest. For example, in the run-up to its release last year, The Avengers was generating 65,000 likes a week on Facebook while generating a further 17,000 tweets per day. It's an impressive cage. Not built, I think, for me. Built for something a lot stronger than you. Oh, I've heard. A mindless beast. Makes play he's still a man. How desperate are you? You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill cause it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. But back in the 70s when Jaws was released, there was no such thing as the internet. So the only indicator that they had was test screenings. When Sid Sheinberg, president of Universal Studios, saw the results for the test screenings of Jaws, he decided to quadruple the number of theatres in which the film would open. Scheinberg decided to do this because he had seen a couple of years before what a rival studio, Paramount Pictures, had done with their movie. I believe in America. America has made my fortune. 
and I raised my daughter in the American fashion. I gave her freedom, but I taught her never to dishonor her family. She found a boyfriend, not an Italian. She went to the movies with him. She stayed out late. I didn't protest. The Godfather was also based on a highly successful novel. It had already generated great public interest prior to its release. And so the head of Paramount Pictures, Charlie Bluthorn, decided to get the picture out across the country more quickly than had been done before. He did this by block booking as many theatres as possible. To give you an indication as to what an impact the strategy had, on the day that The Godfather opened, the share price of Gulf and Western, the conglomerate that owned Paramount Pictures, was $38. One month later, due to the enormous success of the gangster classic, the stock had risen to $44.25, increasing the net worth of the corporation by some $97 million. They want to have a meeting with me, right? It will be me, Klusky, and Salazzo. Let's set the meeting. Get our informers to find out where it's going to be held. Now, we insist it's a public place, a bar, a restaurant, some place where there's people so I feel safe. They're going to search me when I first meet them, right? So I can't have a weapon on me then. But if Clemenza can figure a way to have a weapon planted there for me, then I'll kill them both. So, without detracting from Steven Spielberg's near-infinite talents, it is Charlie Bluthorn at Paramount Pictures who invented the blockbuster. And for the summer blockbuster, that credit lies with Sid Sheinberg at Universal Studios. Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side chief. He was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady, just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13 footer, you know, you know that when you're in the water, chief. You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. Clearly, it is the heads of the studios, not the film's directors, who decide on the release dates and patterns of a given film. How many screens showed Jaws on its opening weekend? 409. How much money did it take? $7 million. Last summer, when The Avengers was released, it opened on 4,349 screens. And it took in $80 million on its first day. The weekend total, $207 million. But that's just the opening weekend. And while those figures are important to the studio's bottom line, the more revealing figures are the second weekend. You see, the numbers for the first weekend tell you next to nothing about the quality of the movie. It only tells you how well the film has been positioned in the eyes of the public. Trailers, 20-second TV spots, online marketing and Facebook pages. The second weekend's numbers tell you how audiences have reacted. There is always a drop in the second weekend's numbers, so the real question is, how much? Anything less than 40%, your film has legs. It will run and run. Enormous sums are spent positioning a film before the public, sometimes more than the film itself. The Avengers cost $220 million, with another 115 spent on prints and advertising. 
but the strategy obviously worked because the film grossed in over $1.5 billion at the global box office. What's the story upstairs? The power surrounding the cube is impenetrable. Thor's right, we gotta deal with these guys. How do we do this? As a team, I have unfinished business with Loki. Yeah, we'll get in line. Save it. Loki's gonna keep this fight focused on us and that's what we need. Without him, these things could run wild. We got Stark up top. He's gonna need us to... So, this all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stark, we got him. Banner? Just like you said. Then tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. Let's do a check. Disney spent $335 million on the film, which would suggest that they had a fat profit of over $1.1 billion. Well, for every ticket that you buy, the theatre keeps a percentage. Studios keep about 70% in the first week, 60% by the third week, and as low as 30% by the end of the run. Overall, some studios only earn a little under 50% of a film's box office hole, which is why the studios put their films out in as many theatres as possible. They get more money faster and leave less of it on the table, and which is why the theatres tempt you with buckets of popcorn and gallons of beverages. Anyway, subtracting those percentages, it would look as though $430 million was heading back to Disney. But now you've got to factor in the pay deals of the movie's stars. Take Robert Downey Jr. When Iron Man struck gold, he had his contract renegotiated so that he'd get a cut of the profits from the sequels plus spin-offs. And it is estimated that he could receive about $50 million. Meanwhile, the agreement between Disney Pictures and Marvel Comics will have about $370 million profit from the Avengers, just about 25% of the film's total box office hole, an enormous sum nonetheless. So, why would the studios be worried? Well, the public always flocks to the cinema during a recession, right? Wrong. That claim dates from the 1930s, almost 80 years ago, a time so far removed from our world, we may as well be talking about another millennium. Wait, we are. Back in the 1930s, for every dollar spent on recreation, 83 cents went to the cinema. Today, there are many other sources of entertainment. Video games, pop music, and the internet. Last year, $10.83 billion was spent in US theatres, while video games pulled in $14.8 billion, almost $6 billion of which was from online downloads. So, the summer blockbuster is now either an extension of a comic book or a platform for a video game and Steven Spielberg didn't invent either. <laughs>